Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 12.35 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. It is time for Stoffer Inspector every Tuesday in Oilers Now, courtesy of Horse Racing Alberta. HRA, watch and wager on live racing and the Kentucky Derby, May 5th at Northlands Park. Bob Stoffer with you along with Mark Spector. Hello, Speck. How are you? Oh, doing pretty good. Bobby, how are you? Good. Good to see you in the studio. Yeah, I'm back for a couple days here. Uh, Don't try- have to go that far to take a shot at you, so it's perfect. Yeah, that's good. That's right. I think they're going to start Nashville, Winnipeg, maybe Friday night. So that's bought you an extra day, or are you going in tomorrow? Bought me an extra day. I'll go in Thursday. There we go. It's going to be a heck of a series. Ah, what the heck. Let's start there. That's- okay. Okay. Uh, winning the Two award, best teams in the league. Winning the award uh, for uh, one of the biggest improvements this season has been the Winnipeg Jets. And how do they do it? By doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> they didn't fire their coach. They didn't Remember, those guys both needed extensions. Yeah, and we all questioned whether they would get them or not. September 7th, uh, I think we were in Penticton at that time, or closing in on Penticton, because I know I ended up interviewing, uh, interviewing Shovel Day off just after mm-hmm. he got the extension. And I know there was a lot of criticism from around the league. And uh, when I mean these guys done, why would they get extended? Right, and not only hey, not only have they done nothing. I mean, they've literally done nothing. Like you take a look at what occurred there, and they still got like four or five guys that came from Atlanta. Yeah, like that's seven years ago now, right? Patiently drafted well and developed even better, and uh, they hit on a lot of picks, which is that's what you call drafting well. Yeah, and they just let their team lucky. And they just they got a guy Craig Heisinger who's a pretty important guy in their organization. But but that's that's an interesting perspective, right? Because to put things in perspective, so coming from Atlanta to Chicago, off of the top of my head, uh, Bufflin. Yep. Wheeler. Yep. That's two. Uh, Sherratt was an Atlanta pick. Enstrom's still with them, so he's he might draw back in here next round. I don't know how good he is anymore, but that's four. Little. Little. Brian Little. All right. So there's a second-line center in Brian Little. Yeah. A top-four right-shot defenseman in terms of Bufflin. A top-ten player right now in the league in Blake Wheeler because he is that good now. Right. Uh, not to mention Sherratt, who's a third-pairing D-man with some size. That was one yeah, of their he's picks. All right. He's a nice depth defense. And Enstrom, who might slide back in probably in their third pairing here in, in, the, in the next round. I don't know. You, you keep... Like, like that's that's from 2011. The Oilers' only player on their team left from 2011, we're going to have on the show later today. Yeah, Nuge. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yeah, right. But no, so, and then they just dropped I was talking him. with Jamie Thomas last night. He said that Enstrom might play a Bufflin. He might play together most of the regular right. season. Okay, they're going to play. And then Morrow would probably come out. Yeah, well, Morrow would come out. That would be the obvious. So they're going to. But Mor- wasn't Morrow playing with? Uh, 
I thought Morrow was playing with Sherratt in the first round. Nah, they moved it around because they got so many injuries. Right, and right. suspensions. And then they lost Morrissey with a suspension. So uh, I know Morrow spent a bunch of time with Buff in the first round, but again, the, the Bufflin and Enstrom have been a pairing, and, and that's if they if Enstrom ever gets healthy and he's had a very unhealthy season, he'd likely go back in with Bufflin. So we're already getting texts coming in at 6.30, 6.30. We'll see. They didn't trade any of their guys, and the Oilers traded Hall, and they traded Everlay, and if you just kept those guys, you'd be having a different conversation. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There's a degree of, hey, I get that. As we're talking about Winnipeg and what made them successful, patience has made them, and of course, Hellebuck emerged this year as a well, legitimate Another member. guy that they drafted and developed. Like, they've just quietly drafted and developed players. They've they've hit on uh, you know, mid-first round picks. They've hit on second and third round guys. They've not panicked. Right? They've, Kyle Connor at, what, 17? Right. Kyle Connor's a guy that... The Oilers traded that pick away at 16 and... Could have had him. But uh, I believe Boston had three picks yep. in a row. And they got DeBrusque, panned out for yeah, them. And the other two... Kyle Connor. The other two guys are serious question marks right, right now. Boston's done okay, too, from the year before draft, that 2014 draft, where they got past tonight. Gretzky's draft. 20, so, yeah. really, you know, the the it's no great science. In, to, in the cap system... To have depth and to be able to handle the injuries Winnipeg's had this year, you have to draft and develop. You need cheap players that can fill in the holes. Here's the thing. The other thing that they've done is they've had one general manager, they've had one assistant general manager, and they've had the two head coaches since they've been in Winnipeg. That's it. They've had Claude Noel, who's a really nice man, but he's a little different, right? And then they had Maurice, who is probably a little smoother than Noel mm-hmm. and has a little bit of bark once in a while that if you catch him on the wrong day with the wrong type of question. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's even his own guys that he, like well, guys that work for the club. Like he's, I think he lit up Brian Munns one time who, you know, is, uh, you know. Uh, anyhow, bottom line here is they've stuck with it, but they've had the one manager. And what we see in international soccer spec with uh, club teams is teams that constantly sack their managers. Then they want their own players coming in and converse. Stability. Right? right. Whereas... It, I don't have to go all the way to soccer. I can just look down at the Edmonton Oilers corporate offices. Right. You know? The instability didn't work here. Ten years of doing color. The Oilers have had four GMs and seven head coaches. Right. That's well, why I'm the guy... Say- make the playoffs in those ten years? One. Right. That's why I'm the guy saying... Right? You give them... They get another chance. Now, hey, if this thing goes off the rails next year, then we're probably having a different conversation. Then there's another change coming. And but that's... I don't expect virtually everybody you talk to around the league expects, you know, the team to bounce back. And, well, and let's watch and see. I, I the one wild card is, you know, is if, if 97 were to get hurt because he's just so good. Well, whatever. I mean, the, the, you still have to build a team that right. doesn't have to get carried by one guy every night. Right. And that's part of the issue here. But uh, it is, you got to get off the merry-go-round of of organizational right. change and new GMs and new coaches. And you just have to pick the right guys and stick with them for a while. But, you know, and we're getting texts coming in on our Westlock Ford text line at 630, 630. Yeah, but the Oilers didn't draft well. They didn't develop well. They, they the, didn't. But the point is, you've got a plan now that's, you know, right now the 2017 draft is looking decent early. It's very early. The 2010 draft looked pretty good early, too. Mm-hmm. That's when they called it the summer of students. Let's just see how things play out here over the next couple of years. All righty. Uh, you can text us at 630, 630. So Winnipeg, was that series 
Do you think Chuck Fletcher, by the way, deserved to be fired? Because I don't. Uh, he was the GM there for what? Nine years. Seven years? Nine, nine years? And they made the playoffs the last six years. Yep. Uh, the owner played a factor in the double contract signings of both. Suter and Prezi. You can't question the Suter signing. He's that nope. good. He is, he's worth that. Right. He is. And, you know, at Parise, I would say that one you might want to debate a bit more. It was going to be hard, right? Yep. Okay. And then, back a Minnesota guy, and there was a lot of that. He was a bit of a superstar when he came back. I don't think he's been a superstar. No. Wearing the red and green of the wild. He was involved in the Vanek. The, uh, Leopold was heavily involved in the Vanek uh Signing as well, three years at six point five million. Yeah, and well, it's just when the owner gets involved, it's never good. Right. Usually, generally speaking, in all the different sports we've all covered and seen, when owners sign guys, or when owners say to GMs, which we often don't realize, but happens all the time, look, we our season tickets are low. You got to get out in that free agent market and sign someone big and do it right now. Yeah. You know, and the GM might say, like, I think probably Jim Benny out in Vancouver, geez, I don't really like many of these guys, and I don't think it's worth spending all this money on Louis Erickson. And the owner says, we need a guy. Go sign someone. Yeah. And then you get stuck with a bad contract. You can text us at 630, because I got an idea of an owner who I actually think has done a somewhat decent job sort of basically being the de facto GM. Would would, would Jerry Jones in Dallas has he done it or has well, he been a, is or has it been he's a comp- definitely highly involved down there? It, so so for Dallas Cowboy fans out there, has he done a decent job or has he been a complete buffoon? Am I completely out to lunch? Text us at six thirty six thirty because the thing about the NFL is things can change quickly and the, that is a league when the average co- uh, career length is four years. Yeah, you can turn things around. You can fast. turn things around pretty quickly. So let us know how you feel. Text us at six thirty six. But you know, like Chuck Fletcher is a good example. That's a long time at the helm. Yeah, that's not exactly. Well, we're, no one's accusing Minnesota of of uh, organization. They didn't renew him. It's not that they fired him. His contract was up, and they didn't matter. Right? They didn't want him back. Nine years, six straight years in the playoffs. They didn't get past the second round. But this year, do they have a chance? Once Suter was out, well, every year do they have a chance? Every year they're down 0-2. Like four years in a row, this team went down 0-2. Okay, so. You know, do you fire a GM for that? I'm not sure that's the GM's fault. He puts a playoff team on the ice every year. But at some point, when this, this story reads the same every year, Bob, yep. for eight okay. years, it's probably time for a new set of eyes in there. How about that? Sure. I mean, Edmonton had a, a, a from 2000 until 2000 and, well, I guess Kevin stepped away in 2008. Mm-hmm. And Tamalini took over in 2008, 2009. But, I mean, Kevin Lowe and Craig McTavish. I mean, they were together for a number of years, and the team was relatively competitive for several of those seasons until the 06-07 year, which was a debacle coming out of the uh, lockout, or coming out of the uh, Chris Pronger trade. Anyhow, for what it's worth, I'd I'd be interested to see if people think that Jerry Jones has been somewhat successful in Dallas, because they have won some Super Bowls there, and they've had a pretty good team for a number of years. Texas at 630, 6.30. All right, when we come back, we're gonna I'm going to give Specs some numbers and see if he can figure them out. It won't be too hard. It's not a hockey luck. analytics. We're going to talk Bill Peters when we return in Oilers now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place, ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity, 
authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic. Hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 1248 Edmonton Stoffer Inspector for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta. Again, you can uh, wager May 5th, Kentucky Derby down at Northlands Park. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. Rebecca and the staff at Roos Chris will take care of you. Tell them Oilers now sent you 9990 Jasper Avenue. And if you're looking for a great hockey road trip, this fall, Sweden and Germany. Follow Oilers now with New West Travel to Europe in October. Uh, see the uh, exhibition game in Germany and then the Oilers lid lifter in Gothenburg, Sweden against Taylor Hall and the New Jersey Devils. Your New West Travel package includes flights, hotels, game tickets, and welcome receptions. We sold out the first 40 spots. We got 10 more because we got a suite in Germany, and that's why we've got the extra 10, so we're good to go. Jeez, Germany in October. What do they do in Germany in October, Bob? The same thing you and me are going to be doing in Germany in October on your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Don't those Oktoberfest guys stand on their head and drink beers? Rob Dom was telling me Germany's quite inexpensive, by the way. He says it's uh, Sweden's a little bit pricey. Sweden's pricey. Pricey, but uh, Germany is not that expensive. Can you stand on your head and drink a beer? Uh, yes. I can't stand on my head. That would require athleticism, right? <laughs> but uh, for the Oilers now, hockey road trip to Sweden, Germany. Space is limited. Call New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. This text comes in from Jack. Bob, you are wrong. Uh, Jerry Jones chased flashy players until recently when he listened to the counsel from his son, Stephen. Stop talking football. The show's called Oilers now. Hashtag <laughs> Roll Tide. Tim Tebow was uh, overrated. Uh, there we go. So Tim Tebow was overrated, uh, you think? Well, he made more money. People are, why doesn't he play in the CFL? I don't know. Maybe because he's making 700000 a year doing TV. That might be the reason why he's not playing in the CFL. Wasn't he playing baseball for the Mets? Yeah, because yeah, he can play in not during the football season, right? So there you have it. All right, Speck. Uh, Bill Peters, give me your thoughts on the Calgary's hire here. Well, it's hard to know because when you look at his record in Carolina, it's very average, and I would say to you that he didn't have much to work with there. You know, and for certainly no goaltending. I mean, they gave him Eddie Lack, and that killed one season. Um, highly regarded uh, people I know in hockey, the people whose opinions I respect, uh, speak of Bill Peters as an excellent coach. Mm-hmm. And a guy that can uh, match you uh, in the game time, you know, during, uh, you know, matching lines and and the on behind bench tactician area. He's just uh, he's exceptional at that. I am told. Uh, I have not watched the requisite, you know, twenty Carolina games in a row in the building to be able to say, uh, you know, he's putting out the right guys at the right time. In the all. last two seasons, I've watched Carolina play at least forty times. Have you? Because yeah. you always watch your buddy Ryan play. Right. Okay, so then you probably have seen more of Carolina. Here, I'm just going to read How you. do you think he manages the game? I, I'm going to give you, uh, he probably played Derek too much, in all honesty. Like, that's a guy that needs to play. To well, a, the same way McClellan played Latestu too much. Only, because he didn't have enough good players around him, and there was a guy he could trust. Except Latestu, or Ryan was quicker and way better in the face-off circle and okay. more productive. But well, but Latestu was the best face-off man McClellan had. At 52, and Ryan's, I know. Ryan's, a, top, Ryan's a top 10. 
Chan right shot faceoff guy, okay. 57%. 137, 138, and 53. That's the number for one coach. 137, 138, and 53 over four years. The record for the other coach is 146, 125, and 23. 146, 125, and 23. Mm-hmm. So which coach do you think is the current coach in Calgary? <laughs> oh boy! So you're telling me who did Peters have the above 500 record or the below 500? He had record? the below 500, and Gullitson had the above right. 500. Yeah, right? that doesn't surprise me because Carolina hadn't been a very good team. But, yeah, and and here's the thing: I think Gullitson did a pretty good job in Calgary. Okay, uh, but he didn't get it done in the end when the chips. He made were the down. playoffs one of two years. Yeah, he did. And okay. they they uh, got crushed by uh, yeah, I, close games, but crushed by. I think he's a good coach. He's a good coach, yeah. Yeah, but I, I know if they somebody got him as an associate coach, I'd be a really good coach. Yeah, he'd be. He he brings a lot of knowledge. He's been a head coach, and that's invaluable. Uh, Calgary wilted yeah. when they needed to get stronger. So and there's an issue with that down there that they're trying to get ahead of. Here is the stat du jour for Bill Peters, who you know, one thirty five, one thirty six, and fifty three. Here's mm-hmm. here's the stat that puts things in perspective. Second best puck possession team over the four years. Worst save percentage in the NHL at eight ninety nine. You're yeah. right, and well, that's that's the other end of the argument for the Bill puck Peters. Possession thing, you're not that big on, but well, the save percentage. Last place puck possession teams that win the Stanley Cup final. Uh, no last place save percentage teams win anything. Right, right. He has no prayer with that goaltending, as we said earlier. And uh, you know, in Calgary, he'll start with Mike Smith there. Yeah, and they've got a couple guys coming that they like a lot. John so. Gillies, yeah. Uh, well, I think John Gillies is behind Riddich, and I think right. that they like Parsons eventually better than both those well, guys. Well, there's lots to like about Parsons if you saw him playing the Memorial Cup or against right. Canada in the World Series. Right. So they're rich in young goalies. They're just not ready yet. But the other side of that coin is I'd say Mike Smith has another good year left in him, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I yeah. think they got to decrease his workload, kind of like in Edmonton with can. Cam Talbot. I think they can. Is that something you think everybody understands? Like... Did, because you've traveled, uh, you used to travel a lot. You, you don't travel as much yep. now. Um, but as you know, I'm for ten years. I've been on every mm-hmm. trip, and I can't imagine for a goaltender, you know, sixty to sixty-five starts a year when you're playing on a team like an Edmonton, a Calgary, a Colorado, a San Jose that has to travel. Yeah. Uh, and I, San Jose, Colorado, and Edmonton also have some other challenges because of the relation to where their airport is to their community because they're further outside. Yeah, there's That's, all of that. There, sure. there, there's some extra. I mean, in Colorado's case, it's 45 minutes outside the city. And in San Jose's case, there's you know, a lot of times where you have to land in Oakland and bus in from there. Yeah. It all adds to they have a, they have a noise a restriction ban at night. So, Well, I've had it explained to me like this. You know... <coughs> In the in the instance when let's use Cam Talbot as an example, in the day when Cam Talbot shows up at the rink and he's tired and and just not feeling great, that's also the same day that his twenty teammates feel the same way or nineteen teammates, yeah. right? Everybody's tired, not just him. But the left winger on the second line, he can kind of get through a game anonymously and just try not to make a big mistake. But the goalie can't. You know, yeah. it takes a it takes a four second uh, straying of your focus, and you let in the bad goal that makes it one nothing early, and now the team lets down, and we begin the slippery slope. So, what you need is to be able to identify those tired situations, put in your backup who you can trust and you like and can play. And that guy can buy you the game when your team's only really 85% ready to go. And those games exist for everybody. But if your starting goalie's also at 85, 
You know, that's why you need a guy coming off the bench who's at 100, who hasn't played, who isn't tired. And I'm not sure the Oilers have really had that trustworthy guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. Is Koskinen that guy? I see my Latvian friend on Twitter is pushing that one. Yeah, as Elvis I, uh, something or other. Uh, well, yeah, Kalinans. Um, yeah. <laughs> as I stated yesterday, Mark, not everything in that tweet was 100% yeah, I don't correct. think you're paying your backup $2.5 million. Either. Not everything in the tweet yeah. was... I'm not saying it's yeah. him. I'm not saying it's the term. I'm not saying it's the dollar figure. Not everything in that tweet was 100% correct. Sure. Okay. Um, but uh, you were there for both availabilities, and you know who specifically asked the question about the goaltending going yeah. outside of... Because as you know, Mark, there are better goaltenders playing in the KHL price point-wise than there are as NHL backups with when teams only want to spend seven hundred dollars to $950,000 on backups in the NHL when you can make... Uh, you know, 1.2 to 1.8 million uh, euros a year tax-free in Russia. That's a... If you can get past the training camp, which is a killer, you're fine, right? How do you convince that guy? What would cost going to be making in the K? Any idea? Uh, I would assume he's 1.5 plus. Yeah, I would think so, too. So how do you get him here to make 1.5 or less Canadian or American? Well, no. 1.5 euros is about 2.25 Canadian. I know, but I don't want... my my backup goalie making two and a quarter. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you have to pay him? Not everything Probably. in that tweet was 100% yeah. correct. That is my belief. I'd no be, I'd, to take a chance on Koskinen coming back for one, and there is a bit of a chance because it's not the same game. In fact, it's a vastly different game. Yeah. Lots of guys who can play in Europe can't play. He played either. okay in the Olympics. Uh, guys seem to be. You know, the, what they do to the bigger goalies now is they try to get them extended, right, and opened yeah, up a the bit. the Olympics was a, a minor league tournament. Fair comment. Right, it's a minor league Fair tournament. Fair comment. So I know I loved it and watched it don't and tell, for it. Don't, all, don't tell Putin that. What, yeah, right. A great source uh, of international pride for the Russians. You know, I don't need a guy. That's like saying he was really great in the AHL. Well, good. Yeah. Big deal. Anton Lander, really great in the AHL well, and really good and in the And really cage. great in the cage. I watched him raise that trophy the other day. Yeah. God, good and for I'm him. happy for good him, for right? Him. <laughs> but he just didn't have He's the fiber. He's a player, man. He doesn't have the quickness at the yeah. NHL. And I don't want to hear the guy, and I saw a tweet out there, oh, boy, the Oilers need this guy. No, they don't, right? They had that guy. He's a AHL He's what's who is that guy? Billy McDougal. Yeah, fifty-two points in sixteen games. (laughs) Fifty-two points in sixteen games in the Calder Cup playoffs when the Oilers organization won it in Cape Breton in nineteen ninety-two, ninety-three. Twelve fifty-eight. Stoffer Inspector again. Brought to you by our friends at Horse Racing Alberta. Uh, You can wager on the Kentucky Derby May fifth. That's when Thoroughbred Racing gets started down at Northlands Park. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, uh, we're going to have a brief conversation with Ryan Nugent. Hopkins and then have uh, more talk here in Orders Now.